Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Dictionary. I hope it's exciting. I guess we'll find out. If you listened to the last episode, which of course I recommend you do, I recommend you start all the way at the beginning and go straight on through uh, because it's a journey. It's a fun, fun journey that we're on together. Uh, But if you listened to it, you would have heard that I went way past my normal stopping point in the last episode. So this one should be a little short. Although I think I will, uh, maybe I'll spread it out a little bit over the next couple episodes. All right, here we have anagenesis, A-N-A-G-E-N-E-S-I-S. This is a noun from 1883. Evolutionary change producing a single lineage in which one taxon replaces another without branching. Compare to cladogenesis, C-L-A-D-O-genesis. I'm curious about this definition, so I may have to look into it a little bit more. I'm a little confused because when I think of evolution, I think of things constantly changing over thousands, millions of years. Uh, But what I think this is saying is that there is no change. There's no branching. It's a, a single lineage. But at the beginning, it does say there's an evolutionary change. So is there or isn't there? And if there is, are there branches or are there not branches? Maybe it's saying that normally when there's evolutionary changes, the group branches into two or three or more, but there can still be evolution that happens. I want to know a specific example of, of when this has happened. I'm, I'm just really curious. I think evolution is super fascinating. Uh, so I'll stop talking about it now, though. Next, we have anaglyph, A-N-A-G-L-Y-P-H. This is a noun from 1651. One, a sculptured, chased, or embossed ornament worked in low relief. And in this case, I think low relief means uh, not very deep into the sculpture, into the medium that it's being worked on. I think, I hope. Number two, a stereoscopic motion or still picture in which the right component of a composite image, usually red in color, is superposed on the left component in a contrasting color to produce a three-dimensional effect when viewed through correspondingly colored filters in the form of spectacles. So if you grew up in between the 50s and the 90s, you would have seen these uh, red and blue uh, 3D glasses I guess they still exist to this day, but when you go to the movie theater, you don't really see them. They have a more high-tech 3D glasses. Anaglyphic is an adjective, and the etymology says this is from the Greek, no, the Latin anaglyphus, which means embossed, and that is from the Greek anaglyphos, which means, uh, no, that's from anaglyphine, which means to emboss. That is from glyphine, which means to carve, and there's more at the word cleave. C-L-E-A-V-E. Next, we have anagnorisis. A-N-A-G-N-O-R-I-S-I-S. This is a noun from circa 1800. The point in the plot, especially of a tragedy, at which the protagonist recognizes his or her or some other character's true identity or discovers the true nature of his or her own situation. This is from the Greek anagnorixin, which means to recognize, and that is from agnorixin, again, pronunciation is terrible, Uh, that means to make known, and that is akin to the Greek norimos, uh, which is well known, 
Uh, that is from Gignoskin, which means to come to know. And there's more at the word know, K-N-O-W. Lots and lots of Greek words. I don't know Greek at all, so apologies for that. Next, we have anagogy. I think that's how it's pronounced. It can be spelled A-N-A-G-O-G-E or G-O-G-Y. I feel like I've seen this before, and maybe I've pronounced it anagogy or anagri. I who knows, but I think it's it's saying anagogy is uh, correct. This is a noun from the 15th century. Interpretation of a word, passage, or text as of scripture or poetry that finds beyond the literal, allegorical, and moral senses a fourth and ultimate spiritual or mystical sense. Anagogic or anagogical are adjectives, and anagogically is an adverb. This is from the Greek anagogy, uh, which means reference, uh, anagin, which means to refer, uh, agin, which means to lead, and there's more at the word agent. I've seen agent in this situation uh, many, many times in the etymology throughout uh, my 44 pages of this dictionary. Now we have anagram, A-N-A-G-R-A-M. It's the first form of two. This is a noun from 1589. One, a word or phrase made by transposing the letters of another word or phrase. Two, a game in which words are formed by rearranging the letters of other words or by arranging letters taken as from a stock of cards or blocks at random. Anagrammatic and anagrammatical are adjectives, and anagrammatically is an adverb. I can't imagine that anagrammatically ever gets used. If you can think of an example where anagrammatically would be used, uh, please email me, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. I would love to hear it. This is from the Latin uh, anagramma, which is modified from Greek anagrammatismos, uh, which is from anagrammatazine, which means to transpose letters. I just think it's so funny that these old languages, I mean, they're not totally old. Greek is still around. But I think it's so funny that there's this long word that means to transpose letters. Uh, uh, German is kind of like that, too, although in German they really just put a bunch of words together to make one big one. Uh, but in this case, it's just basically one word that means to transpose letters, which is just highly specific. Anyway, that is from gramma, which is letter, and there's more at the word gram. Now we have the second form of anagram. This is a transitive verb from 1631. We have the synonym anagrammatize, but I don't think that's how it's pronounced. Anagrammatize, that's probably more correct. Two, to rearrange the letters of a text in order to discover a hidden message. Now we have anagrammatize, and yes, it looks like the pronunciation says anagrammatize. This is a transitive verb from 1588, to transpose as letters in a word so as to form an anagram. Anagrammatization is a noun. Next we have Anaheim, capital A-N-A-H-E-I-M. This is a noun from 1936, a long tapered green, usually mild chili pepper. So it could also be said a long tapered green chili pepper that is usually mild. And this is taken from Anaheim, California. So I guess that's where they're grown. I'm going to finish this up with uh, two forms of one word. 
which some of you may think should take me into the explicit category for podcasts, but I would uh, I would disagree with uh, this one in particular. But in general, this is the dictionary. These are words. These are English words. There's nothing good or bad about them. They're just words, and they should all be known. They should all be learned. This next one isn't a swear word, but it's the word anal, A-N-A-L. There's nothing derogatory or good or bad or gross about it. It's just a word. So with that little diatribe, let's get into the word anal, and these will be the last of this episode. The first form is an adjective from 1769, one of relating to situated near or involving the anus, as in an anal fin. 2a, of relating to characterized by or being the stage of psychosexual development in psychoanalytic theory which follows the oral stage and during which the child is concerned especially with its feces. To be of relating to characterized by or being personality traits as parsimony, meticulousness, and ill humor considered typical of fixation at the anal stage of development as in an anal disposition or anal neatness. And we have an adverb form, and it's just anally, A-N-A-L-L-Y. And last for this episode is the second form of anal, but this one is actually an abbreviation. So you could probably pronounce it anal, maybe? Uh, One, analogy. And two, analysis or analytic. And something I decided to do uh, yesterday, um, we'll see if I actually keep up with this. I already forgot to do it for the previous episode. Uh, is to pick a word. Pick a word from the episode that was my favorite for whatever reason, and I have no idea what I'm going to base this on, but let's see if we can pick one. Or rather, let's see if I can pick one, because, uh, sorry, you don't get a say in this. But if you want to pick one uh, for each episode, go ahead and let me know. Email me, tweet me, send me a message on Facebook, and let me know what your favorite word of that episode was. And I have decided to pick uh, anagenesis um, only because the the concept of it, I thought, was pretty interesting. And as I said, I, I think I want to go back and uh, do a little bit more research on what this is, what it means, what's an example of anagenesis uh, evolution, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, that's my word for the episode. Thank you very much for listening. All the normal things, rate, review, etc., And until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. I'm going to talk to you in the next one. Goodbye.